Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Tracy Rubin. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. We made it. And yet we still have such a long way to go. I've been reading up a lot about the Sunday scaries, which I'm sure we all felt coming into this week. By the time you listen to this, it's either the week that you're returning from some time off because of the new year and the holiday season, or you could be listening at a totally random part of the year. Nevertheless, I've done a lot of reading on Sunday scaries, like I said, and just the feeling of coming back to work after time off, which really is a very jarring feeling. I have to be honest, over the weekend, I was like, I really don't want to go back to work right now. I just, I feel like I need more time off. And as you guys know from all of the other episodes that I've spoken on where this has come up, even our time off is really not completely unplugged like the weekends time off that we request we're still pretty much plugged in at least I can only speak for myself but I mean it it's pretty much true I think for my colleagues as well and really and I'm not exaggerating here I don't think that I have had a real unplugged day or like consecutive days back to back off since before March 10th. March 10th was when everything kind of stopped. We started working remotely and everything changed. And it's almost a year that I've basically been working every single day. And that might sound like an exaggeration. I get that. It's not. (laughs) It's really not. Um, Seven days a week, we have just been going straight through. And that's really, I think, because of the industry that we're in. I mean, we have people who are working, you know, all hours of the day because we have Eastern time, Pacific time, Hawaiian standard time. And those individuals, if anything happens, actually, they need someone to reach out to. And so it's kind of just like the nature of the beast. I digress. What I'm really trying to get at here is that I took three days, yeah, three days off back to back going into New Year's Eve and basically New Year's Day, I should say. And I actually unplugged. I didn't look at my work phone. I didn't look at my email. I checked a couple times to see if I had text messages, um, but it was really only that first day because I kind of felt a little anxious about not being plugged in. Um, And then I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, if, they re- if something really happens, they can call me or text me on my personal phone. And it ended up being perfectly fine. My colleagues, you know, had my back. Um, and it was really, really nice to unplug. I didn't realize how much I needed it. Um, and after I took that time, so on New Year's Day, when everyone is technically off, that's when I started to plug in again because, you know, everybody's off. But not everyone can be off. So um, it was in that moment where I was like, oh, I have to kind of get back to adjusting. 
um, and, and kind of get back into the swing of things so that I don't hit a wall on Monday. And so I'm really grateful that I kind of, you know, was working through the weekend again, because same thing, everybody's quote unquote off, but no one's off. Um, and so I'm coming, I, I was inspired for this episode to talk about how we can prevent burnout this year. And I think in 2020, I'm really talking about it in this way, like it's firmly in our past, but we still have some of the same challenges that 2020 presented in our current space in 2021. And that's mostly because the pandemic is not going to end overnight, although I think we all hoped that at the strike of midnight, the virus would go away, but it's not going to, and it hasn't. So we have to confront reality. But I do think, and I'm probably manifesting on my own here or speaking into existence what I need for myself, we have to figure out a way not to repeat 2020, not to work every single day since March 10th, for example. So I actually plan to go in on Monday with a really clear expectation for myself and to work with my colleagues on how we all can factor in real true unplugged time so it's not just happening during our PTO days. So we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you updated. You know, I'll let you know how it goes. So one of the posts that I really enjoyed from um, just this weekend was actually from Thrive and they're an Instagram page that I recently started following and their bio says our society perpetuates the myth that burnout is the price we must pay for success we are here to help change that and I was really intrigued because I think just thinking about myself I haven't burnt out as much as I thought I probably could have in 2020 but I'm definitely realizing now from how it's manifested physically, emotionally, that I clearly have burnt out just in different ways. And so my mission is to prevent that in 2021 so I don't start to resent the things that I'm doing at work and my personal life because I think, at least for me, all of that, all of that ends up manifesting in ways that are not so cute. And one of the ways that that happens for me is that I start to resent things. So it's like, okay, I'm feeling burnt out. I don't get a break. It's like a, you know, vicious cycle. Now I I haven't had a break. I haven't had a chance to even like sit down or watch stupid TV shows or catch up on The Real Housewives. And then it's like, well, I resent the thing that's preventing me from investing in just like my downtime or preventing me from just relaxing and In order to avoid that, I have tried, I'm going to try different ways of just making sure that I can kind of get ahead of it. So the one post that I really enjoyed from Thrive was five ways to get back into work mode after time off, which I'm, you know, I've spent the last few minutes on this podcast episode talking about somewhat dreading going back to work um, on Monday just because it's a little you know, it's jarring going from actual unplugged time off that I haven't had in a year to then going back to work. It's like, oh, I just crave more of that time off. So Thrive's suggestions, the first is to reestablish your morning routine. Second, mark off focus time on your calendar to catch up and respond to emails. 
prioritize your to-do list, be kind to yourself and be sure to take breaks when you need them and take things one step at a time. So thank you Thrive for this. I, I will share a link to this post so that you can follow them and see it as well. Um, but I, I think this is great. I mean, you guys know that I established a morning routine, I think, yeah, it was December 1st. So it's basically a month ago and I've been sticking to it. Even while I took the time off, I was waking up probably around 6.30, 7 instead of 5. But it was still earlier than, you know, if I were to just sleep through in the morning and wake up at 9 or 10. For me, whenever I sleep in, I feel really unproductive and it kind of throws me off the whole day. So I figured a great way to kind of just make sure that I don't fall off my routine was to kind of maintain it. Um, and I, I gave myself some slack, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm pretty tired, so I'm not going to wake up at five, but I'll wake up at six thirty or seven. And I was so much better off for that. I got so much done. I felt like the days were really nice and long, which most of the time, I think when we take time off, we are waking up really late, maybe even staying up really late, but the days feel really short. And this time I have to say these last few days have felt really nice and long. And I really think like the mark off focus time, I think that's a great suggestion. You know, focus time and I put it on my calendar as just like blocked off time, which sometimes ends up getting deleted in order to fit in a meeting. But I keep it there in the event that those meetings are not scheduled so that I can actually do things that I need to do to get myself set up for the week or the month or even the quarter, depending on what it is that I'm working on. Prioritizing your to-do list, I think this is a great suggestion from for just for getting back into work mode, but also in general. One of the things that I've been trying to do is to get my iPad to be more functional as a planner. I'm a little bit old school. I think I might just have to stick to the pen and paper, but I tried like creating a fancy planner. I obviously am now on a deep wormhole on TikTok for planning and a day in my life, which literally has no relevance on my day necessarily, but I do enjoy the aesthetics and I do enjoy seeing people kind of organizing their day. It's very cathartic for me and it feels very relaxing. So maybe it is more relevant than I realize because it gives me a little bit of peace in my day watching other people organize themselves. But this is something I've been thinking about in my personal and professional life. Like, can I write things down every single morning before I even wake up? Is there a way that I can organize my thoughts the night before? You know, they say the best way to set yourself up for a strong, productive day is to actually set yourself up for the night before. So that's something that I've been thinking about too. And then these last two points, be kind to yourself and take things one step at a time. If there's anything that I saw from the New Year's Eve posts, the New Year's posts, it's that people were talking about being gracious to themselves, cutting themselves some slack for God's sakes. Like that is what we need to do. We're in 2021. We thought 2020 was going to be a whole different story. And so now it might even feel like this whole year is wasted. But in our careers, we know that it wasn't. For those of you who have lost your jobs, you for sure know that your year was not wasted because you have probably been working tirelessly to find or seek new employment. So I think we can probably take those moments from 2020 
and really appreciate them, bring them with us in 2021 so we can take even more time to appreciate where we are today. And I recognize that this, you know, my podcast is really driven or one of my biggest drivers is to be able to provide resources to employees, HR professionals, managers, anyone willing to listen really. And, but I I realize also that this is a format where, or a platform potentially where I can also kind of just talk about things that impact us day to day at work that are really more personal items, right? So like this, for example, being forgiving. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We all bring ourselves to work. We can say we're going to check our things at the door and most of the time we do, but there are certain things that stay with us. And so I feel like the better we do at forgiving ourselves, making our personal lives more productive, stronger, happier, whatever the adjective is, the better we'll perform at work. So I'm curious to know what all of you are going to do, if anything, going into this year. Are there different routines that you're going to follow? Are there new initiatives that you're going to take on? How are you going to be balancing your personal and work life? And we've talked about this before, the the finding and striking that work-life balance. But after reflecting on that previous episode, it's more than just striking a balance, right? It's actually like investing in your personal time so that you can see the return on your investment in your work life. So for me, I invest in my personal time by waking up at 5 a.m. Monday to Friday and actually between 6.30 and 7.30 on the weekends. And I use that time before anyone else is awake to exercise, to journal, to write down my podcast ideas, to network with people on LinkedIn, whatever that looks like. And then I really do feel like I've seen a clear connection, positive correlation at least, between that investment and what I'm seeing and receiving at work. So I start my work day at nine and I'm already feeling like my day has started. I feel productive. I feel ready to go. My mood is better. Not that my mood was ever bad and I certainly never bring bad days to work, but we all can complain and that's totally okay. Sometimes it's good to actually just vent it out. Just know who you're venting to, right? Like find a trusted partner and just let it fly and say whatever words you need to say. Um, One of the things that I've taken away from 2020 is that we are so much more connected between our personal work lives than we probably even wanted to admit. And so what are you taking away? How are you walking into 2021? We're already here. Both feet have been planted into this new year and we have 12 months to figure out how we want to elevate ourselves and grow. On December 30th, I got this feeling to just kind of ask around from people, you know, what have you changed? How have you changed? What have you learned about change? Those kinds of questions. And I got a really, really interesting submission that I'd like to share. This person wrote, became more assertive, Assertive does not equal aggressive or mean. And this is really well said considering that it's a matter of 
you know, being able to write like 10 words into those submission boxes. That is so true. Being assertive is having confidence in yourself and knowing that your opinion matters, your beliefs have a voice, you are the voice for your beliefs and your opinions, and sticking to your guns, right? I think we probably have all heard that phrase at some point. Stick to your guns, stand your ground. That's being assertive. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions is that you can be assertive, but once you're too assertive, you're aggressive. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that when you assert yourself, you assert, you assert your opinion. Obviously, this is assuming that you are being professional and communicating effectively, right? That's the difference between assertiveness and aggression. You can be standing your ground, but if you're rude about it, you're aggressive and no one can say otherwise. Like that's just the fact. I bring this up because I think that going into 2021, something that everyone can do more of is stand up for the things that they believe in, to be assertive, to assert their viewpoint. So often I hear from employees or even just individuals writing into me on Instagram or LinkedIn that they're afraid to say something or you know, they don't want to rock the boat or make waves. But there is a difference between assertion and aggression. And so, and I think that as a woman, I can say this without a doubt, there is definitely a double standard between, you know, heteronormative male and female. And when men are assertive, more often or not, they're seen as assertive, you know, uh, people individuals who are confident and go-getters and all of those positive adjectives. Sometimes, not all the time, when women are assertive, they could be seen as aggressive, mean, and certainly it's not a one-size-fits-all. I'm definitely not trying to generalize, but, you know, because men can be aggressive, women can be assertive, like it's really fluid. And all of this, I, I think that it's gotten a lot better. I, I don't know that I've really experienced that same double standard recently as I have in years past, just individually speaking. But I think that this is something that, you know, I took away from this person's submission that actually we all need to be more assertive. There are men who don't assert themselves because they don't want to come off aggressive or lend to a stereotype, whatever it is, right? Like at the end of the day, we're all humans. We put our heads down at night and hopefully get some sleep. I know a few insomniacs, but we all put our heads down at night and we all wake up as humans in the morning. So while I've referenced these stereotypes, I also really hate them. Like I hate having to talk about the difference between men and women in the workplace and why there are stereotypes for men and stereotypes for women and it's heteronormative and all of those things. Why can't we just be people? Why can't people be assertive and aggressive? Good communicators, bad communicators, or whatever that looks like. And actually, we can be all of that. I can be assertive and aggressive. I, I actually, I'm, I'm not saying that hypothetically. I can be assertive and aggressive. I can be a good communicator and a bad communicator. Again, not a hypothetical. 
That's a fact. So I hope that in 2021, we break down these stigmas and just communicate to each other more and be more open and frank and transparent with each other because in 2020, we got a taste of that. There was no time to focus on the things that took too much time, right? Like we had to invest our time and our energy into the things that mattered. And that took precedence in so many avenues in our day-to-day lives, whether it was racial equality, uh, standing up against racism, um, the virus, right? Like there were so many ways in which we saw this like, we have to talk about the things that matter. We've got to stop talking about the things that don't matter. And so really, I think in my stream of consciousness here, I'm trying to get into or break into how we all can just be more human. And for me, this is a big topic. Obviously, the podcast's name is Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources, right? And the first episode that I published was Destigmatizing HR. I think we need to go further. I think we need to destigmatize people. Every single person has a stigma against them. I'm Jewish and there are stigmas against me. I'm a woman and there are stigmas against me. But how do we destigmatize those things so that I have a level playing field? If you are a person of color and you or you have a disability, how do we destigmatize things so that you have a level playing field? This all for me lends to the bigger picture that, you know, we've become a society that really focuses in on criticizing every single thing that a person does. And I even see this like on social media. I go to TikTok, I watch an interesting video, I look at the comments, this is just what I do. And then I see people ripping each other apart. I'm like, when did this become the thing to do? So yeah, I don't know. I I hope that our society adapts a bit more in 2021. I hope that people are a bit more kind. Like I said, everything that we do in our personal lives does translate to how we do at work. And I, I often wonder, the people who write comments that are mean, malicious, critical of things that maybe we can't control or that are really minuscule, like, are they my employees? Because I don't want them, right? Like, I don't want people like that in my organization. And I don't, I don't think I ever will. Those people, there's, there's a, a place for everyone, right? Like, we all have a job that can be done. We all have a place to grow. But those aren't the people that I want to develop. And then I wonder, well, are they like this all the time? Is this how, is this what how people act at work. And then I'm like, well, this is why there are issues that I have to handle that are employee relations issues, right? So I don't know. This could make absolutely no sense. This could make all the sense. (laughs) But I just, I feel like if there's anything that we can bring to 2021, it's more graciousness. It's more kindness. It's more forgiveness. And allowing people to make mistakes and be human. And actually, this leads me into my next point for today's episode. 
One of the things that I'd like to talk about on a future episode, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm going to post about it on Instagram to gather some some opinions from from the people who are following me, and I'll do the same on LinkedIn. Can people make mistakes? Let's say, for example, someone is involved in a harassment investigation, and it's not sexual harassment. Maybe it's a little bit of, you know, a communication thing, which we often see. Sometimes, you know, something is reported as harassment, um, but it be, it's really ends up coming down to like poor communication. That's most often how harassment investigations work, although many also lead to clear substantiated harassment. It really, you know, every investigation is different and, and every single person is different. But I think about this sometimes. Let's say someone made a comment about someone's race and they didn't mean to come off as racist or prejudiced or discriminatory and they did so an employee complains about it and says hey this person made racial comments that made me uncomfortable can people make mistakes anymore i've terminated many people over things like this and mostly because, you know, it's a matter of like, what can the company tolerate? Can we tolerate this mistake or can we not tolerate this mistake? But as a person, it makes me think, well, if someone actually did speak in a way that was not intended to be discriminatory or offensive, is there room for that kind of error these days? I don't know. I don't know that there is. So this is obviously completely unrelated to the topic today, but I it is something that I think that in a future episode I'd like to dig into, and I hope that everyone comes with a really open mind because I think it's going to probably talk about things that might be a bit controversial. Um, and I, I think it's important to have those conversations because otherwise they never are more deeply understood. And I think one of the best things to come out of the um, anti-racism dialogue and moment in time from 2020 that obviously was extremely important and significant is that with my friends who are either people of color or not people of color, we opted in for really honest and open conversations. And I think if there's anything that we continue in 2021, it's that we need to talk about things. You can't expect problems to be solved without talking about them. And they, it might make us uncomfortable. It might be something that we're not 100% educated on. But you can Google it. Like everybody can be as educated as they want to be. That's the beauty of living in the time that we're living in is that every single answer or at least a series of answers or perspectives is at our fingertips. I used to read the encyclopedia for fun. True story. Encyclopedia and the dictionary. And I just loved learning and I loved soaking up all of that information but that encyclopedia gave me limited knowledge it gave me whatever was printed on the pages but now and I almost envy the kids of today because they are growing up in a time where every single thing is accessible to them every answer every problem every question it's all there so how do we take advantage of what's there and actually learn and take that knowledge and apply it so we don't have the same problems year after year after year. 
that's the one thing. Like the human race is the most intelligent race as far as we know today. And yet we continue to make the same mistakes, even though we have access to all of the answers. That's ludicrous. So I'm really not trying to go on to an existential banter or like have an existential crisis, but it's food for thought. And I would really like to dig into this. I'm probably going to try and find a guest to kind of have this conversation with. I have some ideas because I do have some people that I'd like to see come on the podcast specifically for things like this. So more to come on that. So I want to close out today's episode by letting you know that I am going to be on the Working With People podcast. The episode that I'll be on launches on January 7th, so only a few days from now. So please mark your calendars. I would love if you took a listen. Um, The host, Harrison Kim, asked me some questions about building relationships that I think you're really going to enjoy Harrison and I connected on LinkedIn a couple months ago, and we had a a great opportunity to um, just connect and speak. And actually, Harrison is going to be on a future episode of my podcast as well. So you'll be able to hear from him and just his experience in general. He's a really interesting guy with a great podcast that I really enjoy listening to. So like I said, it launches on January 7th. So I hope that you guys take a listen. Let me know your feedback. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. On that note, just so you know, I did create a group for this podcast on LinkedIn. So if you're interested in joining the conversation in a more structured way and potentially network with other individuals, please be sure to join the group. You can either connect with me on LinkedIn to find it, or you can search for bringing the human back to human resources podcast in the LinkedIn browser and you should find it. I don't have a whole lot of group members right now, but I'm looking forward to Um, increasing the membership over the course of this year. And as always, you guys can connect with me on Instagram at hrtracy. You can find me on LinkedIn by searching my first and last name, Tracy Rubin. You can even just go right to my website, hrtracy.com. And from there, you can get connected to the Facebook page, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever it is that you prefer from a connection perspective. And then finally, if you have a longer-winded question that you'd like to ask or even ask anonymously, you can email me at podcast at hrtracy.com. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for bringing me into 2021 with the best hobby I could ask for, the best way for me to spend my time. I really feel like I'm giving back every single day, or at least I hope that I am. So I look forward to continuing the conversation. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Any suggestions, topics, ideas, you guys know where to find me. I hope you have a wonderful start to the new year and I will see you next week.